All right. It's what the people want. It's time for another another edition of the... This is a bad start. I don't know why I started like that. And I immediately second-guessed myself because I was like, it's what the people want. Sounds like what Jalen Rose says. Give the people what they like want. You were, it sounded like you were reading something as you were talking. I didn't script that. No, no, no. I mean like reading something else. Like you're reading a book. Oh, I was looking for the sting. Yeah, okay. Because it sounded like you're distracted. Well, I found the sting. Uh, start on a bit of a sad note. The, there's been a horrible tragedy in New Zealand um, on Friday, so four or five days ago, and I thought we should just briefly uh, acknowledge uh, the people who died in that shooting. I think it's a weird, maybe a weird thing to do to start on like a novelty basketball podcast, but it's very sad news, and I think it's mm. a miss not to kind of... Uh, uh, mentioned that horrible thing. You obviously got the news. It's worldwide news, isn't it? You got the news over there in the Gold Coast, Paul? Yeah. Very yeah, sad. Yeah, it was really sad. I was at Movie World and really ruined the day. It really, uh, yeah, put a damper on any occasion. I was in, I was weirdly in, uh, in Christchurch the day before, and I was just thinking how Christchurch is like a small town, um, but... Uh, uh, it's quite big. It's, you know, 400,000 people live there, but it, it feels like a small little village. And that's partly because of the earthquakes. And it's just unbelievable that one town um, could have so many bad things happen in it. Um, but let's uh, just hope that New Zealand becomes better for it. Um, yeah, a bit of a weird way to start the podcast. I also wanted to uh, talk about soccer as well, briefly. Um, I want to ask you, Paul, if you've been watching... Um, uh, bloody the the PSG soccer team. I haven't seen a game in a while. The um, uh, team that Paul claims to support. Sorry, it was just a weird change of gears. Should I play the intro music again? No. Is that a solution? No. Should I just play some other music? No, just keep talking about PSG. I don't know why you're talking about PSG. Um, no, I wanted to bring up PSG because PSG... Uh, uh, an absolute nightmare of a soccer team, and I've started to follow soccer. Soccer, and Paul says they're his team, and I just want to. One of my teams. They're one of my teams. Your other teams are Fulham. Fulham. Uh, the Wellington Phoenix. Yeah. The All Whites, obviously, in the international. Uh, the All Whites are uh, the New Zealand soccer team. Just for anyone who doesn't know, it's not a white supremacist group. Um, and France, an in international. There's quite a lot of teams. You're like also Real Madrid. Well, I, 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 I'm also recently getting into uh, Barcelona. Monaco. Oh, Monaco. No. Well, you're picking a good time to get into them because they are awful. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really bad. I like how they made Terry Henry their coach, but for like four games, and then they're like, they fired him again straight away. Um, so just to let you know about your boys PSG, because they're, they're a disaster, and it'd be a miss not to talk about it, because they played Manchester United in mm. Manchester took a 2-0 lead in the Champions League, and you're like, this is amazing. PSG, they're famous for choking in the Champions League, which is the only competition they care about because they automatically win every year in France. Um, this is going to be, you know, their year to get their stuff together. They, they smashed Manchester United 2-0 without um, uh, Neymar, who was injured. Um, Paul Pogba got a red card at the end of the game, so he wasn't going to be able to play for uh, Manchester United's ne next game. Plus, Manchester United had, like, three players in the midfield, go down injured. So it meant that in the second leg, coming back to Paris, at their home ground, Manchester uh, at Paris not only had a two-goal goal lead, but they also, two away goals, which are worth more, of course, but they also were playing Manchester United, who were missing 11, 11, 11 of their squad. It's quite a lot. They were playing like some players who were on debut, who were like 18 and 19, and, um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Manchester United won 3-1 to knock PSG out of the Champions League and send them back to the soccer hell that they came from. They've actually gone back, and they just won 3-1 uh, against Marseille. So and in that game, that's why I wanted to just bring up the PSG dickheadery, because they just I, I don't hate PSG, by the way. A lot of people do, because they're this like new team with this um, money from Saudi Arabia or some dodgiest shit country. 
and um, you know people are quite hateful and spiteful towards them. I don't hate them for any. I actually quite like them, and was kind of jealous you picked them as their team. But like their constant dickheadery is unbelievable. And in that game, they had um, uh, Angel Di Maria, one of our favourite players, because um, of his name is Angel Di Maria. He was on a hat trick, and when a player's on a hat trick and the game's in hand, you normally the penalty taker normally gives the penalty to the hat trick player so he can get his hat trick right. Yeah, Mbappe says no, they have an argument at the mound, doesn't give him the hat-trick, Mbappe takes the penalty and um, misses. Mm. Like, if that's not dickheadery, then I don't know what is. And I know, and people are saying that Mbappe like, needs to score goals for his contract and to win the golden boot or whatever the hell he's trying to win, but, and that's all he's got to play for now that the PSG's been knocked out of the Champions League. But, like, what a bunch of sad sacks. Um, what game was that in, the penalty thing? I think it was just their most recent French game. Oh, okay. It was a bloody I disaster. Saw, all I saw was on Instagram, and it was um, Mbappe celebrating a goal with um, Di Maria riding his back, smiling. Yeah, and you didn't, see the, ba- if... you didn't see the bad times at the end of the game when they had a penalty, and yeah, he pushed nah. him off the penalty mark. Anyway, that happens. Normally, it's Neymar who pushes P off the penalty mark, but they've got Mbappe too. Mbappe also um, just flopped out. They did one of the, uh, they call it, instead of the Balloon Dior, they call it the Fallon de Flore. Um, nominees for just a tremendous flop as well. It's just amazing that PSG could be such an amazing villain team. Like it, it is remarkable. They are the. I'm just trying to think of an well, NBA. Okay, let's talk about your team, Real Madrid. No, I just put Real Madrid. You used to. I, yeah, I, yeah, no, I try. No, I, 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 okay, I'll come clean. Right, I've been found out early in the podcast. I yeah. tried to support Real Madrid, and because um, I went to the stadium, I went to see a game. And I um, uh, went to the museum, and they played the Champions League music heaps, and I was, like, way into it. But then I watched the final, the inverse Liverpool, in the Champions League, and when Ramos snapped the guy, when snapped Salah, one of my other favorite players, arms off, and, like, you know, potentially, like, damaged his career. Like, Salah kind of hasn't been the same since. And, it, you know, ruined Liverpool's chances in the, cha- in the Champions League. Uh, I got off the Real Madrid bandwagon, um, unfortunately. And also... Uh, Ronaldo's rape allegations. I know he's gone to Juventus now, but like, I was just, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I know they're just allegations, but I was, I was out on that. I'm trying to find a new team. I'm going for, I'm um, looking at Crystal Palace at the moment in the Premier League. Okay. And well, let's, um, yeah. Let's move away from football. Let's make it a it basketball a, podcast. It, it was a weird way to start. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, but chuck it at the end or something. No, nah, put it at the it's, start. And do you know what else I want to put at the start? Story. Do, you know what what? The, do you know what the top story is? What? The Orlando Magic. Paul, there's like 10 games left in the season. The Magic are battling for the eighth seed. How are they going? Uh, I'm getting nervous, man. They're one and a half games back as we speak. Yes. Here's the thing. Uh, I hope this has been updated. They're currently in the ninth seed. Miami Heat are in the eighth seed. Uh, but according to basketballreference.com, the Magic, uh, the Heat have a 47.6% chance of making the playoffs. The Magic have a 48.2% chance. So what what Basel Reference is still giving them a better a bit of opportunity just because of strength of schedule. Yes, yeah, basically it's it's on schedule. I think is how they. I don't well, know in four games' time, they're playing each other. Hmm. Since oh, we... that's going to be massive. Um, the sad news is today OKC lost to Miami, like yeah, without Russell Westbrook. So while the, what while, are you doing OKC? Well, while the Magic are dropping games against teams such as you know the Grizzly and Wizards. Uh, yeah. uh, the heat seemed to be rising to the occasion. Are you a little bit scared? Yeah, I literally said I was scared just before. Yeah, but are you scared, though? Yes. So how confident um, are you? You've, I've heard Barcelona's The Magic stats. have come out in their last two games and have played awesome. I was so proud of them uh, against the Hawks yesterday. I mean, it wasn't a, a blowout win, but it was a... It was They were just steady the whole way. And, and I, I felt confident from the start to the end of the game, I felt so confident. 
And uh, the game before that, the Cavs at home, having lost to the Cavs but a week earlier, uh, and we beat them by 29 points. It was a We went out and we played hard. We played as a team. We moved the ball and we, uh, we owned them. 11 games left in the season. This yeah. is the great thing about um, supporting a team on the precipice. Like you, every game really counts now. It's, get, it's genuinely getting quite exciting. Oh, it's crazy. They, we, we can't lose any games that we should win, basically. You, you have, uh, as you've said before, like a favourable schedule. You get to play the, um, the Hawks uh, coming up again. You've got Pelicans, Grizzlies, your next two games, although they did just lose to the Grizzlies. That should be winnable. Maybe 76ers are locked in and resting players. I don't know. But, the, yeah, that game against the Heat could be really, really exciting. Yes, well, we we not only play the Heat, we play the Hornets, who are one of the other teams. Surely I think the less, last game of the season, of, surely they're done. They're less of a threat, yes, but they're still they're still right there. Uh, but it's crazy. Yeah. We um, also, um, I'd like to give a shout-out to our most recent signee. Who's Do you that? know who it is? Um, oh, it's going to be someone quite novelty. Um, oh, I know who you're going to say. Um Who's that guy who was first picking the draft and has been the biggest bust since Anthony Bennett? Uh, I think you're mistaken. Markeel Fultz. Oh, what? No. Well, we got him ages ago. Oh, well, who's, your, who's your new big signing? Uh, he was Rookie of the Year, Michael Carter-Williams. Oh, my God. Made his debut against the Hawks. It's a 10-day contract, but he played well. So we, Isaiah Briscoe is injured, who was who mm. was our backup point guard, which is a real shame because he'd been playing really well. Mm. And uh, so Steve Clifford, who had coached Michael Carter-Williams in Charlotte, uh, liked him enough to, to tell front office to, to, to bring him in. And he looks great, I reckon. Uh, you know, he's not, a, he's not known for shooting, but... He seemed so fast and uh, aggressive, which I liked. Like, with the ball, he was just... He glides around with, at such pace, and um, and he's good at driving and kicking out to... He found Terrence Ross for a, a four-point play. It is, it is interesting, those players on the fringe like him, who, like, mm. on, a, on the right team, you assume should be able to achieve something. But, um, but yeah, he's just... If you can't shoot and you're not an amazing distributor as a guard. Like, what are you, really? He, um, Can he play there defense? Was a, there was actually a real... Yes, he, yeah, he's a good defender. Um, uh, but he... Uh, which is quite cool, because our second unit is, like, defensively good. And um, it's cool to have, I think, just, like, this this team you send out as defensive stoppers plus Terrence Ross as our only shooter. But, um... Uh, what was I going to say? There was a crazy play, actually, near in the fourth quarter, I'd say, probably, which I thought was going to end up on, on Reddit, but I didn't see. And it was um, Kevin Hurter, or I can't pronounce his name. Hurter. Yeah. He kind of runs, and he kind of falls on top of... Um, he almost does that James Harden play where James Harden climbed on someone's back and to try and draw a foul. I think Kevin Hjorta was trying to set a screen, but he leaned too far forward and, as a result, just ran and just um, fell on top of uh, Michael Carter-Williams. Hmm. So they fall on the ground. Um, the refs call a foul. And then um, on on Hjorta, an offensive foul. And then Trey Young, I think, says something, and Michael Carter-Williams turns to him laughing and starts clapping, and he got a technical. And I like to see that. I like to see a guy come out, get fired up, get a tech. Where else? What other podcasts are you going to hear about Michael Carter-Williams versus some guy called Huerta beefing it out? You know, other podcasts, they might be concerned with playoff seedings or what LeBron's doing. Not us, mate. We're about Michael Carter-Williams. What was interesting about um, uh, Michael Carter-Williams, I thought, is that he was the rookie of the year in what was famously one of the worst drafts of all time, right? 2013. And it's just a... I, ma- I disagree. No, 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 no. That, well, that's what I'm... Hey, oh. spoil my punchline, mate. 
it was oh. famously like a bad draft, right? Like Anthony Bennett, 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 worst number one pick ever. I mean, your boy, Elena Magic prospect, Markel Foltz is looking like he might even top him. But um, uh, like a guy who's forgotten how to play basketball, at least Anthony Bennett was just a bad pick. Um, no, uh, maybe no, some I disagree. Markel Foltz is injured. Anthony Bennett was more... I don't know if Michael Foltz is, is injured. I'm not sure. But, um, he my, is. Okay, well, that's what the Magic are going to tell you. Um, Mark, I'm, I'm predicting it right now. Michael Foltz, this is going to go down, I think, is one of the biggest steals okay. in NBA history, Huge the Magic call. getting Michael Foltz. I hope they do, because his story is so, so sad, and we've already had our hearts broken by Anthony Bennett. You don't want to see it happen again. I don't think Michael Foltz's story is sad, because I think it's far from over. Yeah. I think he's an all-star. No, it's so far, it's so far, it's real sad. It's tragic as mm. shit. He, got he, was, tra- he was cut from his NBA, his high school team. Mm. Uh, and, and now he's going to get cut from his NBA and team. And then he was playing JV. Now he's off to And a, a guy from Washington State saw came and saw him play. And at halftime, after seeing him play one half, he called up the, the head coach or whatever at Washington State. And he said, I'm watching a kid play JV right now who not only is going to make the NBA, he's going to be an NBA All-Star. Hmm. And he that's crazy. Badly, not even he was beyond badly your... wrong. What? And he was badly wrong. No, no, no. What, Michael Fultz is like, what, 20, like 21 he's or like 20? S- or... He's 14. But he's, um, he, he's, his, his arm is broken or he's psychologically broken shoulder, or something. His shoulder. And it's looking bad. No, you watch. Markel Fultz is going to be a star. He shoots. You know when you watch wheelchair basketball players, they shoot better than Markel Fultz. Um, I shoulder uh, injuries, their, their leg face, their injuries. leg face problems. Um, shout out to the wheelchair basketball community. Keep balling twenty four series. Um, so my point was going to be is that two thousand and I'm reading Stephen Adams's book at the moment. I know I probably said that about twelve podcasts ago, but like I I forgot about it and stopped reading it. And now I just read it again last yeah. night. And he I'm reading talk, James Bond. He had a bad first. You always are. He had a bad first um, year at, at at university. Not not terrible, but like you know, pretty underwhelming. And then he declared for the draft straight away because you know local bas- Wellington basketball legend Kenny McFadden told him to clear for the draft in 2013. You know, it's a weak draft as a centre. You might be able to make it. And he got picked 12th, one pick yeah. after Michael Carter Williams. And at the time. He was a disaster, you know, because he was part of the Harden trade. Everyone was, like, mocking Oklahoma City for getting him. And he turned into a success. And at the time, he was seen as one of the few bright spots of that 2013 draft because he, in his second year, was contributing, like, quite significantly. Now, um, six years later, that draft looks stacked. And the top ten, not amazing. If you look at the um, second pick, Victor Oladipo, and then Otto Porter, Cody Zeller, um, Contavious Court, Caldwell Pope, and CJ McCullum. So that's six solid players in the top ten. But then you look at who else was there. You look at Stephen Adams, Kelly Olynyk, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Dennis Schroeder, Tony Snell. Like it's, it's quite impressive. Yeah, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. quite an impressive draft. And the very next year, 2014, which is supposed to be one of the greatest drafts since LeBron in 2003. Besides yeah. Joel Embiid has been an absolute uh, shit show in comparison. Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, Aaron Gordon, Dante Exum, Julius Randle's okay, Noah Vonley, Alfred Payton. Like it's, yeah, it's just really interesting to see how those two have worked out to be the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, also, how's my prediction going of um, the, the 2018 draft being one of the best ever? How's it actually shaping up? Uh, well, I say, I Doncic say and Burke, two two good stars. It's it's way too early to say, don't you think? Burke. Oh, who's who's the guy who plays for the Hawks? Trey Young. Oh, sorry, I thought his name was Trey Burke. I get the Trey's confused. Trey Burke. No, I think um all the guys are looking awesome. No, the um the first and second picks are looking like disasters. I disagree, and I kind of had them as the guys I was a bit shakier on, but yeah, um. I disagree. I think if you actually look at their numbers, they're putting up crazy numbers. Um, yeah, but they don't. They're... Karen Jackson Jr. is he's been injured for a bit, but he's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mo Bamba's injured, but he'll come right. Kevin Knox, I think, is going to come right. 
I, uh, I think a lot of these guys are looking shaky as hell. I just we've just got different we've got different different views, but um, definitely definitely Doncic and Trey Young are looking. I listened very back to um, our draft thing yeah. uh, episode. Yeah, and you um. One of the guys you were high on because of his name is a guy I've I've just picked up for my fantasy team, Rodion's Kurok. <laughs> what is I can't even hear his name when you're speaking it through the phone. Like what's his name? Ro- Rodion's Kurok. Rodion's Kurok. Well, you, you were pronouncing it Rodonis Kurich, I think. Oh, it's probably his Kurich. Rodonis sounds sick. If he's not yeah, Rodonis is cooler, but it's Rodion's, I think. And he is, he, I think he's going to be good. He was the 40th pick. Well, we, uh, you better be good if your name's Radonis. Like, you're if, mate. Um, yeah, well, um, sp- speaking of the draft then, um, I did a Reddit post this week. I, I don't, this is the competition you made up, and I'm beating you just by default. Yeah, well, I, I haven't. I've been busy over here. Week and week. Have you been? What have you been doing? Man, I went to Wet and Wild. Yeah, that was last week. How many times have you been to Wet and Wild? Just the once. Um, was uh, how, did Movie World? I mean, I know obviously it happened on a tragic day, so that's obviously going to put a big damper dampener. Well, but but that Movie is, World is uh is trash. It's bleak. Yeah, it's it should be renamed. It's not Movie World. It should be renamed uh, DC roller coasters themed like DC comic book heroes world. <laughs> world well the thing is the, the funny thing is, is that disney now is so powerful and it's going to do this to universal studios as well they're the world's biggest media company when you consider they own a they own abc and um espn as well disney are just destroying everyone like a big part of universal movie theaters was marvel characters and now disney owns that they're in star wars it's insane yeah. well, how the good thing, their theme park's going to be and how well, also like um be. warner brothers should have Harry Potter, right? But they Universal sold it Parks. to Universal. Yeah, they must have licensed yeah. it. That's so funny. But, but um, I mean, Warner park, Brothers is not a b- can, their parks are not a big part of their business. Just Australia. yeah, you can tell they they don't really care because a lot of it is. In when we went as kids, it was quite good. Yes, I, I agree. I, I recently went to Tokyo Disneyland, one of the most famous, best Disney parks in the world, Disney Sea, and um, both the guys I was with. We're both saying that um, none of the rides there were as good as the Scooby Doo ride at oh wow at um at Movie World. But then I was like, they probably went to the Scooby Doo ride when they're twelve years old and were easily easily yes. impressed. I think so many people have talked to me about the Scooby Doo ride, and I love Scooby Doo. Yeah, and I went on it, and to be honest, at the park it was my favorite. But that's because every other ride was a DC roller coaster, yeah. except for the wet and uh, the Wild Wild West um, log flume ride, which is has not been uh, had any sort of maintenance or anything since it opened. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day, which is crazy because the Gold Coast had a death on a log flume, basically. Yeah, no, just like it's so run down and um, needs some zhuzhing up, but. Uh, so the the Scooby Doo ride is also in desperate needs of renovations, but it does have some cool stuff. Like because you, you you go through and there's just some bad videos with horrible special effects, but then you get to one bit where you you kind of get raised up and it's like, and then you drop backwards, which is quite cool, and then it spins you around and then it's just an indoor kind of roller coaster. So it's I mean it's not, it's like a it kind of reminds me of Crush's Coaster at Disney Studios in Paris, but way worse. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's. I'm sorry to hear because I, I was I went to Gold Coast for a promotional shoot uh, two years ago with my dad. Had a good time and was like, I got to come back here for the great weather. The surfers paradise part of it. It actually is a surfers paradise. Hey, that beach is amazing. And yeah, if you just yeah, av- yeah, if you just yeah. avoid the bogans, it can be quite a good time. So I, I didn't go to the theme park, so I'm sad to hear the theme parks are a bit shit. You liked um you like Wind Wild though, eh? Yeah, Wind Wilds. I love a, I love a water park. Love yeah. a good water park. I, I'm almost like here. tomorrow. Should I should I go to uh, the Dream World water park? Hell yeah, maybe. Well, you should also work on your. Do you have much work to do on your comedy show? Melbourne a Comedy lot, Festival's coming up. A lot up. of work. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I did a Reddit post. Um, and this is one of my most successful ones ever, and that is it didn't get zero upvotes, which basically means negative upvoting. It got seven upvotes, 
58 comments. And uh, my, my question was, if you were Zion Williamson, the Duke player just came back from injury who's consensus number one pick, which where would you team? want to end up? Now, keep in mind, there's basically four teams that have a 14% chance of getting him. So basically, you've got a 50% chance of going to either the Knicks, Suns, Cavs, or Bulls. Now, they're all horrific teams, both at the moment, situation-wise, and in terms of developing young talent over the last 10 years. They've all been nightmarish, right? The Cavs have been good, but that's because of LeBron, not because of yeah. anything the, f- the terrible front office has done. Knicks are a hellhole. Suns are depressed. Uh, the, the, the Suns are the, the, the least successful Knicks. And then the Bulls are probably, maybe, may, maybe the Bulls are the best option. What do you think? Well, I'm currently uh, looking at it, and there's three teams with a 14% chance, Cleveland, Phoenix, and New York. Yeah, like I just, you just oh. said, I said the nicknames, and you said the main names. Oh, I think you said four teams had 14%. Oh, sorry. What, are the Bulls are 13%. The Bulls had 12.5. Oh, I'm sorry. I got 1.5%. Atlanta, 10.5. Sorry, well, mate. It makes a big difference. In the... Okay, and I, I would like to now simulate the lottery to see who gets them. Is this that effing Tankathon website? Yeah, it's a hell of a website. Three, two, one. With the first pick in the 2019 NBA mock draft, Zion Williams is drafted by. The Memphis Grizzlies, okay. which, says, which just shows it's possible. Man. Well, that would be good. That would be good. I don't, what percentage chance do they I have? I would love that. Uh, the Grizzlies currently have an 8.3% chance. But, I, but I, was, I was asking you. who, Yeah, like what I actually think. Where, where you, okay. if, you were, if you were him and you were like looking at the bottom of the NBA table, so the Magic aren't realistically an option because yeah. even if they don't make the playoffs, they're still going to have like, you know, Quite a small a one, four a one, chance. They've currently got a one percent chance. Yeah, so like re- um, Lakers aren't really an option. You, you're yeah. going to have to pick one of the bottom feeders. Where would you be hoping okay. to end up? I would like to go if I'm him. Uh, well, see, I'm probably a little bit of a weird choice because I'm going to go a lot probably on City. Yeah, so you're going to pick New yeah. York? No. Okay, I'm gonna they just, just trade it away. I'd, I'd say, last if I was genuinely player. him, if I was genuinely him, I would want to play for the Atlanta Hawks. Hmm. People are saying that's close to his. I don't know where he's from, but that's close to his hometown as well. Yeah. Um, that's so. Pair up with Trey Young, and you've got yourself a, a future. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible uniforms, horrible fans, horrible history, though. Yeah. Why are they horrible fans? They're like one of the least attended teams. Like even when they're doing well a few years ago, they're like right. They got one of the flashiest, currently the flashiest stadiums, right? What the, the mm. they just upgraded the Phillips Arena? That one with the weird, oh. like whole wall of corporate boxes up one side. Isn't that all they did? Yeah, possibly. They designed this weird stadium where they're like instead of layering the corporate boxes into a, into the stadium like you normally do, they just put all of them on one side to really f up the atmosphere completely. It's real bizarre. I mean, I love stadium design, and that's going to be I one of my cool. least favorite. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they, um, maybe they, the, the renovations helped atmosphere in there, but famously they don't get big crowds, and they're just not a pot. You know, Atlanta is a football town traditionally. Yeah, um, yeah I hope he either goes to Atlanta or Memphis. Um, Bulls, Bulls would not be horrible. I mean, they have been good in the last ten years. Big market. Um, Atlanta would be cool because he could be the next Dominique w- Wilkins. Like you could compare their games a little bit. I mean, people are comparing him to Charles Barkley today, but um, yeah, he's kind of there's kind of a bit of a Dominic Wilkins to him. I don't know. Um, I um, yeah. I haven't seen him play, but I'm not that sold on him. Yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, Paul, the rookie. Re- Do you think he should sit out? You know how people were saying like he got injured playing for Duke. He's putting ha- literally hundreds of millions of dollars on the line if he got injured before he makes it to professional basketball. You know, like, people are like, you've already injured yourself once this season. You're coming off an injury. Would you consider sitting out the tournament if there was a chance you could lose, you know, millions and millions of dollars? You're asking me that? Well, I don't know. Have you heard that question? Have you heard that thought? Is it stupid? Well, if you should sit out the rest. Yeah, a lot of people have said that. To say if I mean it's kind of them more thinking of more of a political statement. Say if you to the NCAA, but 
Yeah, well, I don't think you should. But think about it. If, um, I, I, I don't think you should either. But think about it. I, I mean, you know your own body. So if you feel healthy, stick with it. And if you, if he falls over and gets injured, he'd still probably be picked top 10 with the ho- hope that he can go to Germany, get surgery, come back and be healthy again. Um, all, all I'm saying is that, like, you would get a bit – because he just had a big injury – you know, where his shoe famously broke, you would be scared a little bit, don't you think? Well, yeah, but you can be scared. Of, you can live your whole life being scared. No, 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 no. But if he just waits three months, then he gets millions of dollars and you don't have to be scared because you're insured and you've got some money. But until that happens, Chris Paul said today that he went into the NBA draft with $150 in his bank account. And he was like one of the best college players, you know, his college Wake Forest has ever seen. You know, so mm-hmm. do you see what I mean? Like you like you like just, you know, play these few more games, or sit out and and just be safe. You know, being safe is I would I would be a tough question for me. I think obviously you want to play, but at the same time, you got to you got to be worried about you know career-ending injury. Yeah, you should never be bigger than the team, and he's agreed to be part of this team, and. He's got to just play. I think he's just got to play. Mm. Go out there and leave it all on the court. So, if yeah, and if he does and leave it all on the court and gets him. injured and he spends the rest of his life, you know, never earning that money that he was basically guaranteed, yeah, he'll look. Bigger, he'll be man. like on lists of being the, the dumbest sports people of all time. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm a Rui, I'm a big Rui Hachimura guy. I'm a Rui Hachimura. He's the Japanese guy who's... Uh, <laughs> Never heard of him. He's predicted to go 14 currently. He's going to be a steal. I'm calling it now. Um, do you know what's going to be a real steal, though? The um, uh, return of Guy I've Been Thinking. You better have enough stuff to say now. I've got a good Guy I've Been Thinking for this week. That's what I'm going to say. No, but you've got to talk until this bit of the song. Got been thinking, got been thinking, got been thinking, and guy have come up with something. Got been thinking. All right, this week, um, I was listening to a, a rival's basketball podcast. I'm not going to say what it was. Enjoying it very much before, and it's just weird how serious sports podcasts are. Like our one, this one here. I wouldn't say we're very serious. Like we're, we're pretty casual about basketball, about our approach to podcasting, about to the quality of our, about the quality of our discussions. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but I listen to so many podcasts where people talk about basketball almost like it's life or, or death, like it's really important. I the podcast I was listening to was talking about like, um, uh, like almost like social justice warriors, but it was sports justice warriors, like people who get on their pedestal, like r- raving against the NCAA and stuff like that and saying Zion shouldn't play, right? And mm-hmm. all I was thinking was, think about the amount of sports coverage there is out there and how many people follow sport religiously now through the internet and stuff like that, like we do. Imagine if we just took all that, that thought and emphasis and put it into politics, which is also adversarial, just as exciting as sports in some ways, way more storylines, way more scandal, way more on the line, way more money, and way more important and meaningful and like actually, like, you know, who wins the NBA championship, who gives a shit, has no impact whatsoever. Imagine if we put the emphasis we put into sport, into politics, would the world be a better place? Or would it be a worse place? Because now we've just got a bunch of idiots ranting about you know, oh, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be much different to what we have now, but with more people paying attention. Don't you think that would would that be better or worse? If we, sorry, if we do what? If we took all the time and effort that we put into studying sport and caring about draft picks and um, trades and transactions and um, PEDs and doping, if we took all that thought analytics and put it into politics, something that actually matters and is probably, in my mind, just as exciting. Wouldn't the world be a way better place? Yeah, probably. Made you think, didn't I? Is that the? Is that it? No, is I that your idea? I don't know. No, it was just, I, I thought it was worth discussing. Was it bad? 
Time for Paul Don't Lie, I think. Uh, okay. Well, I don't even really know what you're saying. Let's focus less on sports and more on politics. Maybe. I mean, this, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why is it? <laughs> why, why is that dumb? I don't know. You can say that about anything. Why like, are we making films um, like... Um, uh, just like trivial films, you know, action, comedy, rom-com. I, I sometimes think sport films... Why are we doing that when we could be making uh, political docos that make you think? Yeah, well, I, I guess I guess my I guess my thought is that um, politics is quite entertaining and exciting. I think films tickle a part of your brain and um, society that is different to what sports does. But, like, politics is... Winners and losers and transactions and backroom deals and, like, allegations and, you know, like, rumors just as much, if not more, than sports. It's everything people like about, like, it's everything the boss, the basketball podcast world, you know, because we're not, we're not watching games right now. We're just talking about the behind the scenes of sports and, like, the, you know, the, the talkable items of the NBA. Um, politics has more of that. It's like, why don't we focus our, our attentions on politics? Yeah, let's do a Paul don't lie. Let's do it. Um, I'm just looking at some numbers, hmm. and I can't really find. Oh, I can't find the numbers I'm after. I was wondering what voter turnout would be like um, between like presidential elections and All Star games. But um, oh, well, more people be... would vote in presidential elections, but maybe not because you get so many votes you can vote every day oh yeah yeah okay oh yeah right you can vote multiple times in an all-star game but like um i don't know i I just say i think there's more energy resources probably research Mm. analytics i don't know if turning it into a sport is like a good idea though but that's kind of yeah yeah right well that's kind of what it is already is it's like what cnn does it's what fox news kind of does i don't know yeah yeah just some deep thinking all right not every guy i've been thinking is a good idea well, it's not. Well, I don't get what the idea is. How are you going to do this? Well, I, I well for a start, I was like, um, and I know these shows already exist, probably in America. But like, what if we had like in New Zealand had like a a PTI style show that was as entertaining with two dudes on there, you know, bantering about politics as, a, as opposed to about sports. Yeah, right. Well, um, would the politicians? There should be physical, more physical competitions. You mean like to prove who's right? You have a like a ninja warrior style course set out. Yeah, stuff like that. Maybe um, because I'm just going to say it's just like watching a parliament session is not as enjoyable as watching a sports game. But parliament sessions as well, like they're like the House of Representatives in New Zealand or the House of whatever they call yes. it in America is not actually is not as just generally not that entertaining and that probably it's a very old style of um politics was probably actually isn't even useful in 2019 but you could revamp it you could do a new style of thing you could make a four tv style house that would probably be more effective than yeah. maybe more people would watch i think on at like nine o'clock at night or something highlights highlights wise though it doesn't compare either like occasionally there'll be a video the other day i just watched that video of um uh actually yeah, it was like a couple of weeks ago I watched when Pauline Hanson, Australian politician, wore a burqa into a into the parliament. Yeah, and then a, some guy—I I mean, I don't know any Australian politicians—but some guy, um, you know, stood up and spoke to her, and and it was—it's quite—I found it quite moving when he speaks, hmm. and uh, and so that's like a highlight clip. But you know, it's like how often? <laughs> how often does that happen? Well, there should there should be more. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't mm. know. Maybe more than you think. I, I guess now politicians speak directly to their audience on Reddit and, and Twitter I guess and stuff like that. As the as it grows, there'll be like surely there'll be. I know we've kind of just got Trump currently, but there'll be more celebrities. I think getting into it as it becomes more of like a glamour celebrities have been in politics event. especially in america for quite a while if you look at like um in new zealand we have a few like tv right. personalities yeah, yeah. in the house but now. i think with it becoming more of a televised sport there will be more it's crazy uh, when you think about it when i grew up when i was a kid there was a show called maggie's garden show 
And it was this mm. nice old grandma called Maggie who um, did, a, did some gardening. It was a big popular show. And now she's in parliament. She's like a nutbag. Um, we also have yeah. a guy who was just like a... Um, he, the guy who presented New Zealand's Got Talent, one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. Like the Ryan Seacrest of New Zealand is in New Zealand Parliament. That's quite crazy, eh? Yeah. And, and in Kanye America, they had they had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they Kanye had, said he's running against Trump in 2020. Which is weird because Kanye is also a big Trump supporter and denies slavery existed. He's he's not. I don't think he's a Trump. He's not politically a Trump supporter. He wore a Make America Great Again hat, and yeah. and met with Trump multiple times. Yeah, to talk politics, though. <laughs> yeah, to... he, he said he'd run against Trump in 2020 with Bernie, uh, a Trump campaign with Bernie Sanders' policy was the quote. Wow. Well, I'm so glad he said that. Was that after or before he said that slavery wasn't real? I think he said slavery was a choice. Ronald... <laughs> And, and then he later said, imagine if they caught him on a, ba- on a bad day. <laughs> He's like, that was one of the good ideas I've had. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Ronald Reagan was a movie star, and he was president of the United States for eight years. It's insane. But um, yeah. I guess it's part of what a politician is now. It's a front person. Anyway, um, we should probably wrap up the old podcast. Um, oh, just one other thing I wanted to mention that I wrote down on a piece of paper it was, did you see that story this week um, of, was it Nurkic who was saying, like, they were, like, talking about the, the worst, you know, it's a classic question athletes get, like, who's the worst trash talker in the NBA? Or who who was the Wait, best trash talker? What do you talker? mean by worst? Oh, just, like, who gave you, who was the best trash talker? Who gave you the most? Oh, okay. And he was like, man, um, when I came to the free throw line, um, Kobe swore at me in my own language or something like that. And I yeah, thought yeah. I'd misheard it. And then the second time, he said that swear word again. And I was like, damn. And I was like, who's impressed by that? Like, all the comments and everyone, like, commenting on that was like, wow, you know, that's the Mamba mentality or whatnot. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I think it's pretty funny to to go and and Google their language and learn, watch pronunciation videos. I think it's pretty funny. Is, is it a joke? No, I just, okay, imagine if you spoke, um, is he, I think, Bosnian or something? Yeah. Serbian. And then Kobe Bryant says you're like it would just you'd be confused. It'd be in, get in your head. I reckon it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Okay, imagine this. Imagine just okay, in imagine if um I'm trying to think of like a, a comparison. Okay, you. well this is my comparison. If you're in the, okay, you're in the NBA. Yeah. What's your comparison? Let's hear yours. Well, okay. You're in um you're playing for New Zealand in the FIBA World Cup and yeah. um you're standing at the free throw line and yeah. <laughs> this mother effer from um uh, if it, I can't even think of a good basketball, uh from from Serbia is like um, shit. Pause. Shit. Shit. No, that's not comparison at all. Why not? The comparison because English is uh, like what maybe third most common spoken language in the world. Yeah. And you're you're playing heaps of teams that speak okay. English. So they learn a Maldi swear word and they're like. Patu, or what does, does Patu mean, ass? They're like saying, you know, they goes Patu, Patu, or something well, like that. It's like, you're like, okay, you seem like a special person. I'd probably assume that that was a word in their language as well. The, I'd compare it to this. Okay, guy, you're in the NBA. You're 19 years old. 20, yeah. You're 19 or 20 years old. Mm. You're there, you're playing for uh, the Raptors. You're the, the new rookie. That's exciting. Then, That's uh, so cool. I'm so excited yes, to be there. You sub in. You're not you're not getting much playing time. You're, you're averaging five minutes a game. Yeah. And you sub in and you're five minutes, and suddenly you sub on and you're playing the Houston Rockets. Oh my God. James Harden. I'm feeling the walks pressure. Walks up behind you. Yeah. And he says, uh, "Um, what a build up here! I can't wait to hear." He says, "Uh, man." You're out of shape, man. You've been eating too many $1 mixtures from Candy Corner on yeah. Collingwood Street. Yeah. What would your thoughts be? My thoughts would be, oh, that is, that is, that is cool because that is a joke and that is an interesting piece of information. It's not just a one-word swear word or something. I would think, wow, what the hell? He's, done, he's gone, he's Googled me, he's found out where I'm from. Yeah. He's gone and he's done some Nardwa level research hmm. and 
just for me. Yeah, just, I'm a nobody. Cool. I'm playing that would five be cool. minutes if, a game. If, okay, if if Kobe said a phrase in his language or something like that, or if he said in English, if Kobe said anything to you, that would be like trash talking. If he said, "Hey, man, I really like your sneakers," that would probably put you off your game a little bit if you've grown up watching this guy or something like that. But it, but there's so many other things you could say. Just saying a swear word in a different language is so like lame it's like it's like when you go overseas and the big joke is like they just teach you or that you go like how do you say hello but they teach you how to say a swear word instead of hello or you know they mm. just teach you what the naughty words are because it's like a hilarious big joke it just seems so lame to me i get what you get coming out i was like if he did say a phrase or something local or had some insight information about where you're from that would definitely trip me out but if he's just learning swear words in other languages i'm like what speaking a massive of loser. swear words in other languages i saw an unbelievable video i'd never seen before hmm. this is clip of the week you want me to play the audio because you yeah you, I, i'm not i can't just do audio on demand like that here we go clip 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 it's quite a long one so strap in and it's not it's, it's so bad clip, clip. it's that clip of the week I'm gonna say fire jingle. Um, okay, clip of the week is a clip of uh, X Magic Legend uh, Darko Milicic uh, after a loss in a game to Greece, I believe, in the. Uh, FIBA, like, European basketball championships or whatever, Euro. Yeah. Uh, after a loss, he's walking into the locker rooms and he gets interviewed and he basically just goes in on the refs in his, uh, in Serbian or wherever he was from. I've got a little bit of, i got a little bit of the audio here if you want to hear that. The guy chases him down the hallway. Well, you can. Do you want me to read out what the subtitles say? Well, some of it's probably not appropriate. Um, he says, "These." He's talking about the refs who robbed Serbia of a win. Make it clean. He says, "These three, foop, they think that these three foop heads." They think they're something. I'm going to come back and foop there, foop to all of them. That is my message to them. And this Italian And the guy's like, calm down. And he's like, foop heads, suck my foop. You can rise that. It is, it is pretty funny how loose he is for a professional athlete. How did you find it so quick? Google, mate. But so, so did you know I was going to talk about that video? Yeah, well, it was on Reddit this week, so that we both Oh, it. okay. I think I saw it on New, like, before it had gotten any upvotes. Oh, well, but you, man, you were... it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So check that out. Um, it is very funny, but it is, it's bad how misogynistic it is. Like, it oh, gets yeah. very... Uh, that's why gross. I was like, like, he does seem like a real dumb guy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But also funny. So just Google Darko Milicic swearing after a game in the tunnel. Oh, I will say that. Speaking of misogynistic, I um I may have failed to complete the Reddit challenge this week, but I did do a comment that got some upvotes. What was your comment? Uh, there was a guy who wrote what I considered to be quite a uh, sexist comment hmm. and it was uh, so I just said happy International Women's Day uh, as it was International Women's Day at the time and I got 765 upvotes what was his, what was his comment? Uh, it was on the James Dolan um, banning Just... when he banned that fan and yeah. he said um, you'll watch it on TV from now on and then there were people talking about the girls who uh, were leaving with James Dolan yeah and I don't really want to read it. He was um, just talking about them being like, you know, yeah. I, I, I kind of well, agree yeah. yeah, he was making unfair assumptions mm. and he was calling them a word you shouldn't call someone. Hmm. Uh, There's a lot of men on the internet, and Reddit would be one of them, who are really preoccupied with like gold diggers and like they think, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of sad how like that's their main 
uh, thing they care about. They just think it was yeah. like what Chris Rock's latest stand-up special was about. It's kind of bizarre that it's like Chris Rock was just like, "There's men who have mo- money and women who are trying to get it from them." Kind of is their main philosophy on life. And I'm sure mm. there are examples of that happening, but at the same time, get over it. It's not hurting anybody, and I don't think most women are like that. It's it's like, it, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty crass generalization. Um, on that Dolan story though. Does Dolan not come across when he's telling that guy, because the guy yells at him, just heckles him, as you do. Heckles sell the team, and his comeback is, um, enjoy watching them on TV. You're banned. You're banned. And it's like, who would enjoy watching the Knicks in any scenario, whether it be at the stadium or on TV? He's saying sarcastic. It's like getting banned from the Knicks, the worst team in the NBA this year, and you know if they don't pull off a miracle next year as well. Um, it's not really mm. that bad a punishment. They're the second highest ticket prices in the NBA. No, actually, probably mm. the highest. It's them or the Lakers. And um, yeah, the, yeah, it's like a. It's... If I was a Knicks fan, I couldn't think of a, a greater blessing than <laughs> if I was just banned. It's like um, it's like he could also become a legend from this. Like he should become an icon. You know, Charles Oakley has become every Knicks fans because he because Dolan hates him he's become every Knicks fans like favorite player I mean they already loved Charles Oakley before that but they especially loved him when he clashed with Dolan it's like that guy could be the like the sell the team like ambassador that like flies the flag of uh, resistance against James Dolan I don't know Mm. legend um anyway that's the end of the podcast thanks everyone for listening uh guyimport gmail.com any emails any questions I'm sorry I didn't get them to get to them today again but um what can I say? I'm an absolute piece of feet. That's all for this week. I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.